0: Everybody, welcome back to the Overrun Podcast. My name is Ed Bowder. I'm Kevin Mazza.
1: I'm Jess Mastercola.
0: And today we have 17-year paramedic and firefighter, and the vice president of fire department coffee and TikTok star and enthusiast Jason Patton is joining us today. Hey, Jason,
2: what's going on, guys? Appreciate you having me on here.
0: No problem. Thanks for joining us. And for uh, for the uninitiated, give us a little bit of your background, a little bit of your story, and uh, how 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 people may know you in this uh, chaotic world we're all living in
2: yeah yeah uh so as you said uh 17 year firefighter paramedic in south florida i uh, am also the vice president of fire department coffee i uh started a little channel called fire department chronicles uh, 2016 that uh kind of has a fun look at fire and ems hopefully educates people from uh, time to time but uh kind of a fun way for us to relieve our brains a little bit and uh and it's gotten me in uh places like this so it's been fun <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, talk to, talk to us a little bit about Fire Department Coffee because I know it's a it's a veteran owned organization. You guys are are very big on pushing that. Um, talk to us a little bit about the structure of the organization. What it offers, and then we'll get into the uh, the less serious and more silly side of of EMS. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Fire Department Coffee uh, is actually founded right around the same time, 2016. Uh, veteran owned, Luke Schneider, the uh, CEO of Fire Department Coffee. He is a uh, Navy veteran, and it's run by firefighters, either retired or still uh, active duty, like myself. Uh, we are mainly an e-commerce company, so online sales. But recently, in the last uh, eighteen months or so, we've aggressively moved into retail, where uh, somewhere between four thousand. Five thousand retail stores across the united states we ship worldwide we're also the official coffee of the national hot rod association and uh we're in nascar we're uh moving into more exciting areas as well so it's uh it's been a journey
0: we're gonna we're gonna move you from nascar into the national hockey league that's gonna we're gonna get into <laughs> start, Dude, start I... filling out the audience a little bit more you know
2: yeah, I'm good, man. I'm a, I love dude, I love hockey, man. I love. Listen, hockey. man,
0: South Florida—they're picking up. The, the The Florida Panthers have a hockey team.
2: And yes, they do. <laughs> <really> <laughs> hockey, <right? laughs> yeah, yeah, that's we have a hockey. Team. Right, it's there.
0: the The arena is yeah. very much there, just <laughs> off, off the side of a highway.
2: Dude, they killed it this year, though, man. They killed they, it. They even.
0: really did. I listen, man. I, I'm I'm really excited for uh, for what our local teams have coming up for the next couple years, too. But yeah. So I'm sure people listening are, are aware of Fire Department Chronicles, but talk to us a little bit about how that started, what you guys look to do. Um, I, I know Jess, Kevin, and I are, are big fans of the channel. Um, Thank you. So, so talk to us a little bit about, about like, where oh, – I watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, the, come, I mean, the, the classic bits of, like, you know, things I've seen as a paramedic, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's a very niche audience, but it's certainly all stuff that we've seen that we can all identify with. So talk to us a little bit about the, the Nidus for that and how, how
2: that kind of built out. Yeah, for sure. And first off, I, I think that's why Fire Department Chronicles has been successful is when I tell the stories of things that I've really seen as a paramedic. And, you know, you have somebody, an outsider, someone who's a civilian that's never dealt with any of this. And they come in and they're like, there's no way this happened. And then there's a hundred comments below it. Like, no, this happened here, here. Like, <laughs> we This all happened on Monday. <laughs> <people>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. These it aren't doesn't matter what language <laughs> you speak. It's everywhere across the world. We're all running across the same people. Hey, Honestly, it, it, I've, I've said from day one, I'm not special. Uh, there's a million of me across, you know, in all EMS and fire stations. There's some guy making jokes. Uh if if you ever meet me in person, 90% of them are inappropriate. <laughs> I, I don't do it online. But uh with uh, you know, it's just it was me starting off me having a good time with my brothers and sisters in the station, then it kind of started morphing into something that that turned out to be a little bit larger than I ever thought it was. And what I've loved is that I can actually find ways to educate the, the regular civilians or or people, this the standard people out there that maybe don't have misconceptions or whatever, when it comes to EMS or, or uh, what we do, or the best ways to treat things. And and I can educate them through humor, making fun of somebody. And I'll never tell which videos it is, but two of those videos were me actually, uh, involved, (laughs) like personally uh, on the, on the side that with 911 was showing up to So uh, oh, was was on the other side, there. Actually, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but, yeah. So, from from the education side, it, it's something I think that we all try to you know get messages across to lay people and try and make them understand the industry a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, it, talk to us about, a little bit about some of the feedback you've gotten, I guess, from from laity, because I I, I know. You know, your channel, as I said, is hugely popular. Last I checked the other day, it's 2.35 million followers or something like that, crazy, um, yeah. which is which is more than the EMS population in the country, which is a, a really <laughs> big. No, it's, it's it's a big statement to make because it crazy. means that there are people who aren't involved in the industry watching. So, yeah, give us a little bit of, of the feedback you've gotten from the population. Are there people that have a better understanding of how EMS works or how fire response works? Like, how, mm. how has that helped kind of close that chasm between you know, the, the profession and the
2: populace. That was big where that where I really saw that gap get closed was TikTok. So TikTok comes out. I start making some videos on there and it was a lot of people, younger kids or younger generations that never really identified with the EMS or they didn't understand what it was. All all their thought processes about this all came through movies or videos that they've seen online. So that's where I truly got to talk to people and kind of say like, hey, this is what you think, but this is the way it really is. that in itself has been met with a lot of positivity honest to god i i in in the i i think at this point i've made you know probably close to 500 videos or something like that and it's very rare that I ever met negativity unless it was from somebody in my own field. Like, you know, fire, EMS, just, you know, jerks being jerks, that kind of thing. <laughs> right, <yeah>. uh, <laughs> we all know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, salt, yeah. yeah. Uh, we like we all
0: know the people. people. We, we <laughs> all know the personalities. <laughs> uh, some of us are those people.
2: <laughs> I don't care if you're salty. Just don't be salty all the time, man. Like, let it go a little bit, you know? Uh, so... But it, it, with the general population loves the pieces of it, and, and the one thing I always try to come across in the videos is uh, this may be a dumb reason for you to call nine one one, but you should still be calling nine one one. Like they're, they're, <laughs> right, if yeah. you're not yeah. sure, call nine one one. Like yeah. let us show up because we don't ever want people to be discouraged from it. Because God forbid it is you know an actual issue or something like that. So for the most part, everyone meets it with with fun. I've and, and uh, it's going to happen now because I've said this. Knock on wood, it doesn't, but. <laughs> I am yet to meet someone who comes up to me and is like, you're a raging jerk. I want you to.
1: Yeah. I mean, you've done a really good job of it because I, um, I very much hate making fun of people that like don't deserve to be made fun of. And I think mm-hmm. you poke fun in a way that it's very lighthearted and like it could be anybody that you're making fun of. And it's yeah. not just patients. You make fun of other provi- like other providers and oh, yourself. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's very <laughs> relatable. Thank you. The the one that I like that comes to mind is that you did one about um different kinds of drivers, mm. and I think I've worked with every single. <laughs>
2: I was like some of those were me when I first started driving. Like the actual stop stoptional thing was something I said to my captain. Like I just yeah. like I like stopped and then just went right through the light and actually come to a full stop. He's like, you know, that was a stop sign. I was like, there's stop stoptional. He's like, so if you ever say that to me again, you're never driving. Yeah, no. That's, that's
0: okay. one of the parts. It's one of the things that I, I I really enjoy about the channel is I I think and certainly something that that we've talked about on the show. I mean, at this point at Infinitum is, you know, how do we kind of get the public to understand what it is we do and why it's important? Because mm-hmm. you know we we've all had that moment. And I, again, one of the things that I I wanted to talk to you about specifically, Jason, is I think you found a way to kind of get a lot of the annoyance and frustration that we have in the field. Like it, it, you've you've sort of normalized it, which is great because you know we we're not very good at handling stress uh, at all or or debriefing at all. So it, it, I think it's a good medium to at least start a conversation and be like, hey, I have noticed that a lot of overdoses are wet. <laughs> like why, why 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 is like I, I had an old I'm partner who, that was her question. She's like, why is every single overdose wet? Yep. You no, know, and it it was, it was just one of those things, and it, it's it, I think putting that out into just kind of into the public, like, no, no, this is what we see all the time. Like, I Mm. I don't care, you know, that you've called 911. I, you know, it's, it's great that you did and that we're going to go get you checked out of the hospital, but Mm -hmm. I don't want you to feel like you're the first person who's called for this. And I, I think that's, that's hugely important, especially among the lay population, because, you know, people will see television or other forms of media and they'll be like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't want to call because, you know, what if it's just something silly or if I'm just overreacting? And certainly we've all been to, you know, late stage patients or pronouncements who are like, oh, they weren't feeling well yesterday and they thought it was just a silly thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I do really like closing that gap. Have you found that to be problematic at all? Like, I know you haven't had bad feedback from your coworkers, but Mm -hmm. have there been things where you're like, you know what, we should talk about this. And it kind of just got to a point where like, ah, maybe we don't, we don't put that content out. Maybe we don't, have that conversation or maybe we change how we phrase it
2: yeah uh that is the difficulty of anything when it comes to social media and our professions is that uh we want to use station humor and put it on the internet and then we get fired uh that's the way that goes (laughs) every time Uh, (laughs) so uh yeah i have found in general that that's If you want to approach a subject that can be very controversial to the typical person, you have to run it through a PR filter first and then run it to like almost like a sensitivity filter just to see like how can I – it's sometimes just switching verbiage and just Mm -hmm. using verbiage just a little bit differently or even making the the whole uh, diabetic emergency thing where the guy like picks the guy up and throws him. That was me. I was a rookie brand new on the job. And we had this guy, uh, every time we showed up, there was the same thing. He would like, he buck up and he was ready to go. And I had a bunch of guys that had already dealt with him. This guy was, he was uh, an actually an ex linebacker. He just gotten out of, out of, uh, at the NFL.
0: Even better. Huge. It's it's never a small person who did. No, no, no. He's a career bodybuilder. And, and he's a diabetic.
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I jumped. On, I was like, I got this man. And I jumped on him and he threw me across his bedroom <laughs> into a wall. His parents were sitting there and they just stared at me. They're like, yeah, yeah great job, bro. Yeah, we we told you. <laughs> I <Yeah>. tried to do and That's what was going to happen. <laughs> exactly. But I, I think in general, uh, yes, I, I think. Approaching subjects in a fun, exciting manner to educate people that removes kind of that stigma of like, hey, you're dumb. Because look, that's what we're here for, man. Call 911. We're not going to be happy. But if it's really – We're all dumb though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're all dumb. That's the problem. We're all dumb like, Every, everybody's an idiot sometimes. and i think that's just humanity is just we're just dumb there's just different layers of it but you know it's kind of the way it works out uh so yeah i've been met with positivity for, for, for the most part because people see it. it's it's not me dogging out people it's just me like hey let, let's let's laugh at this situation we can learn from it uh and then we can kind of move forward
0: hmm. and i something that we we've, we've spent a lot of time talking about is is also like mental health issues and things like that and i think you know, opening up the possibility to like, hey, it's okay to talk about these things in a, you know, less formal, less serious, you know, kind of somewhat silly manner. I, I think that's kind of opened up the conversation to that as well. Um And again, as an industry, we just we don't deal with, you know, stress and PTSD and, and all that stuff. Well, at all, yeah. do, do you find that this is sort of an avenue to get people to open up a little bit more where, you know, I, I think it's easier, like no one wants to be the first person, right? Yeah. But I think it's easier when someone's like, "Hey, look, I've seen this on every job too," or you know, commiserating about you know your shift ends at seven and here's a six fifty five cardiac arrest that went out. You're like, every time. Okay, yeah, let's uh, (laughs) let's go do that. You know, I I think.
2: Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it does not matter where you go. We all deal with the same problems, whether it's, you know, and it's obviously if you're at a busy department, that's, that's super concentrated with a lot of really bad calls, then you, you you know, you may uh, accelerate that process, but Dude, i I work for a, a department, uh my station I'm at right now, we average fifteen to twenty three calls per shift. Like it's it's insanity, man. We run constantly all the time. Like and it's all like good and bad stuff. But yeah. The only call that's ever really bothered me, man, was my. And I've seen like like dead like all like bad stuff, right? So uh, the only thing that ever bothered me was I ran on a guy who my dad had just died of cancer, and it was my first shift back. And the guy fell off his motorcycle, looked just like my dad's motorcycle, and he looked just like my dad. And I was like, okay. So I'm gonna go back in the truck. Uh, <laughs> like, he was totally fine. Just that, like a, if if a, anyone a, needs me, I'm gonna be back here crying for a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna okay. go uh, vomit and cry, and then I'll <laughs> see you guys in a minute. Uh, but yeah, man, I, it, look, the, the it always comes back to the same stuff. When you get into when you become a, a, a EMT or paramedic or a doctor, you know, firefighter or whatever it is, or a police officer, you are supposed to be the the most strong-willed, mentally tough person in the room at all times. So when you need to not be that person. It's very difficult to revert back to normal human emotions, because from the academy, you've been told it does not matter what you're seeing right now or how bad the call is or what's going on, you need to be iron focused on the situation, get the person to where they need to go. And then if you need to run another call, you need to go do it. So it's very difficult to revert back on these like things that you've created these walls. And it takes a long time. We're, we are an industry of now. We need things done now. So we expect results now. And when it comes to mental health, that, that, that ain't the way it works, man. It takes time and therapy and you know, thought processes and changing and culture shifts and all that fun stuff.
0: And I, I think we can build out, you know, there's there certainly many problems. And, if, you know, we've talked earlier, if you've been to one shop, you've seen one shop. But I think there's a very interesting overlap in problems between projects, right? Where, you know, like, oh, we like there's a ketamine shortage. So, you know, no one has ketamine or, you know, we have a problem. I have it all at my right. it's, it's mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I'm having a great time.
2: Yeah. I, There's 12 <laughs> of you right now. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, but it, it's always interesting to see like where where that overlap lies. And, you know, hearing like just this, the same complaints from different departments about like, you know, it, it's always the same stuff, right? Management doesn't care. There's all these problems, you know, we don't have enough staff, we have too many calls, our volume is too high. Yeah, um, so it's interesting to kind of have those conversations across the board, like, cause we've had that same conversation with people from across the country and for people in England where it's, it's the same problems over and over and over again. So I think it's very important to kind of get that message out to the industry. Have mm-hmm. you had any kind of problems or pushback with management? Because, you know, one of the things that we're all very concerned about in the industry is if we try to speak out for some sort of positive change, then our managers can just fire us. Yes. And I, So I think one of the things that, it, it, I and 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 Justin Kevin, you're welcome to jump in for this. Like, do you, I mean I don't I don't know that our employers are particularly encouraging, um, of of mentioning industrial problems on social media. Uh, given given my current place of occupation, I am not going to speak about anything going on there. That's, a great, a, that's a great yeah. way to go, Kevin. He's in a bit of a pickle.
1: Job actions.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm I mean,
1: gonna... I all I can say is that I do remember one time that Kevin made a comment and it was very benign. Like it did not point fingers at any particular oh. uh, institution and um, I guess a guilty conscience decided to take it upon themselves to think it was about them, and it totally was not. And they actually reached out to his uh, place of employment at the time, (laughs) and it had nothing to do with that institution, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think think just based on that... Wait, I just try to temper the things I say and watch how I say them and how yeah, specific no. I get about what I say so there, there's
0: there, there's currently a very popular uh work stoppage that's happening in our state, Jason that's that's where we're all yeah. that from there's a yeah. uh, yeah. mm-hmm.
2: um
0: there's some 1700 nurses and staff that are currently on strike at a uh,
2: Can you tell me what state you're in or New Jersey, Jersey.
0: New Jersey. Okay. Mm Yeah. Uh, yeah, I
2: did hear about that. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, yeah, it's it's a bunch of people that just want that want money and state and safe staffing ratios, but
1: yeah, how dare they (laughs) none none of that sons of
0: bitches.
2: (laughs) We are in, I think we're in an unprecedented time in general. Uh, South Mm -hmm. Florida is, is part of, part of, uh, just in, in an area of, or a time that I've never seen when it comes to finances versus inflation rates versus like actual living abilities. It's insane. I mean, my home that I currently live in, and this happened before I bought it, uh, went up about $150,000 in value in 11 months. And I had to buy it. Yeah, I had to buy it because I was renting it. And the guy's like, I got to raise your rent $700. Heads up. Yeah.
0: Oh, and I was we like- need, We need some action here, Jason. We need some action here.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what do you need? Uh, so so uh, I had to buy it to stop myself from like paying like outrageous amounts of money to, to stay in the state. And at one point time uh, during COVID, I went to uh, one of my hospitals to drop off a patient. There was two nurses in the entire hospital. This is a this is a level one trauma facility. Like this is bad, man. Like constantly busy and there's two people in the entire place and that includes the uh triage nurse like it's so bad <laughs> man so, so just like, that scene from bringing out the dead just like just keep on going don't yeah, even going yeah out. yeah we just walk in they're like i don't know what you want us to yeah. do man <laughs> like, put them
0: on put them on a bed i guess yeah like, yeah bye. good
2: luck uh that's how you do the vitals uh so like I I agree with you guys. We're in an unprecedented time where unfortunately the means to be able to pay your bills has or we're not able to do that anymore because bills have gotten much higher than the actual means to be able to pay them. Um, So yes, I don't, I don't, uh, my department has been incredible with, with us. They've been incredible with, uh, taking care of us. And then they've been incredible with all the fire department Chronicle stuff. But I think in general, man, just being able to speak up against people is a great idea. But this is my only suggestion to anyone that's going to do it to their own employer. Sometimes if you're able to come with a solution or at least a, like a, a little bit of a solution, you make the blow a lot easier. My chief said to me one time when I was complaining about something, he goes, Hey man, I got a ton of problem finders. A lot of them. He goes, but I have no problem solvers. He said, if you come with me with a solution with your problem, I'm probably going to let you do it man, or, or figure out how to fix the problem. So it, it's uh it is what it is, man. There's not a whole lot we can do. They're gonna figure out how to f- how to pay the nurses right. And it is kind of BS when you have nurses that have worked there for ten years, and then you have a travel nurse come in and make quadruple what they're making. Like, oh that yeah. yeah, yep, yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. There's a. Yeah. There, That's there, why the, I
1: don't do bedside <laughs> nursing anymore.
0: <laughs> no way. No. Well, way. I, I, think I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be an interesting thing. Uh, you know seeing it, cause it used to be, you know, when, when Kevin and I started, um, cause we, we started our, our meta careers right around the same time, you know, I think a lot of it was like it, it, the the assumption was that like you'll go to medical school and then you'll go to nursing school because you're not going to be able to make a living as a medic. Mm. Um, like it, it was a it, it still is a, a pretty common red thread through the conversations of you know what do you want to do with this right? The question I ask at every at the beginning of every EMT and medic class is why are you here? Yeah, and like the the running joke is like I assume you're not a sociopath. I assume that you want to help people. Like that's yeah. of, of course like. Like, well, they're getting
2: practice, one of the two. I know, maybe. exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying <gonna> to learn this <laughs> gross
0: anatomy. How else am I going to cut up yeah, exactly. that person? Or, no, I, I've had, don't <laughs> me wrong. I've had a couple responses where, like, you were slow to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think, you know, again, like having the conversation, where, like, you know, there's no career path or livelihood. And, and our state is very unique because, like, in Florida, you guys have a fire model where, you know, at least in theory, there's sort of a, a growth pattern, right? You come in as a yeah. recruit and then you can move through, you know, every you know couple of years, you take a promotional exam, whatever. Yep. And that's very much not the case here. Um, paramedics mm-hmm. in New Jersey are hospital owned. And the squads are usually volunteer or municipal owned. So there's very, yeah.
2: there's very little crossover. It's so fun. <laughs> it's, it's, it doesn't
1: make sense to me because yeah, no, it doesn't make sense to us either. <laughs> when
2: you combine. Yeah. When you combine the two, you get, you get tax dollars to be able to fund 50% of it, we'll say, and yeah. then the other 50% of it can be through, you know, insurance charges or whatever it is. I mean, I think right. like the, the average is like 40% uh, cool. capture rate on this stuff, but Yeah, that's, that's what makes the most sense. But I get it. Look down here. This is we this is what we do. We don't have a choice. Like if you want to run 911 as a as EMS, you're going to be a firefighter as well, which I'm fine with doing both. Uh, But you know, a lot of people don't want to do that. Like people who in EMS don't want to be in fire and then people in fire don't want to run EMS. But man, if you if you guys want to make some money. We gotta hold hands, man. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> work it out. Somehow, you know? There's a couple <laughs> right of
1: municipalities that, on the top of my head that I can think of that do it, but it's not paramedicine; it's um, strictly BLS yeah. response. So, right,
0: yeah. And, so, and there's uh, also there's, there's an industry concern too because you, you mentioned you know EMS doesn't want to do fire, fire doesn't want to do EMS, and yeah. I I think in a lot of departments, and I, I'm I'm not a firefighter, I'm aware that water goes on fire, and that's how we fix it that's exactly um, it that, 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 um, <laughs> you I, passed yeah. firefighter one yeah no, yeah i, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm i'm to understand dryers catch on fire sometimes i i've never seen you
2: they, um, they do but I, but that will be fires but you yeah. know it
0: i i've noticed that it, it at least the feeling is that almost like that the, going on to ems is like a punishment and it's in this state yes it, yeah and and you know mm-hmm. that, but that's that's one reason why like we want to talk to people like jason is like is that just the the cultural experience that we've had is that a universal kind of thing, you know, is, is, and again, in, in a setting like the stuff that you can put out on on social media where you can find like, fuck, I have to go to the ambulance again. All right, fine. Like, is that, is that the, you know, just like the the general consensus or is that just like, all right, it's the same thing like coming into work on a Monday, right? You're like, Hey, people are going to call 911. Like, do they have to do that like today? Why? I don't want to. Do that, you know? <laughs> so it, it's always interesting to me here to you know, kind of how EMS is perceived because I think in a lot of places it's seen as a necessary evil, and that that's the thing that we we want to kind of like fix and build that out. So yeah. you know, I, I agree with you that we have to kind of work symbiotically, but how do we kind of close that gap without it turning into you know like how do we make it into a, like family members infighting amongst each other as opposed to like professions fighting amongst each other?
2: I think in general, the biggest issue with our industry is is it is almost the brotherhood, sisterhood thing. That is almost the interplay that happens just because there, there are some underlining like that's what we like. We love talking shit to each other. Like even when we like absolutely love each other, we want to talk shit to each other. Like that's yeah. that's just the way it is. You know, I've seen – I've been in one of these where like almost to blows fighting – we reach whatever peak or pinnacle of that argument it is. And then we're like, what do you want to get for lunch? All right, cool. We'll do that. Like, <laughs> like, like that. It's just, it is what it is. But um, I will say this. Most people in Florida, uh, we will embrace the fire and EMS side of it. And I love EMS. I love like the, the like second-by-second thought process. I love that I know both of them are in the same room or at least same area because both of them just look to the <laughs> line. <light. laughs> one of our <laughs> one of our oh, dogs dog is dreaming. Dream. <laughs> I was like no way they're in two different rooms <laughs> looking at the it, like, same <laughs> uh <laughs> but um no I love the EMS piece of that. You'll you'll catch a lot of firefighters that do we love it as well because it, there is There is an incredible like humanistic nature to EMS, whether it is just the simplicity of giving one medication to save someone's life or the complex nature of being able to talk to someone who's having a mental health issue or or an anxiety attack. And you're able to work with them to figure out that situation and and interplay uh, uh, issues with family members as well, because there's a complex nature to all of EMS. Just like there is in fire so i appreciate both sides of it and yes there is that like you're on the box today jay like oh my god like why great uh good it's not because i don't want to run ems calls it's because i'm tired of getting punched in the face by people that are like yeah my knee like last shift uh my knee i hurt my knee in a car accident two months ago
0: like and, and it's well, an emergency at two o'clock in the morning. Now, cool, good. Right now, yeah.
2: <laughs> there's clothes all over the place. Uh, the boyfriend and the girlfriend got in a fight, and the guy who just wanted to go to the hospital to get out, get out of there, I'm like whatever, just get the truck. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, I, I, that's kind one, of what
0: I had a job that I, I'm, I'm sure I've talked about on the show before. But the, the long and the short of it was, it was Thanksgiving. And uh this guy was just done with his mother-in-law, so he he called nine one complaining a chest pain. I was I was a brand new medic. I, I think I had been certified for like three months. And so this guy is just like, oh, you know, chest pain to my arm. And i like, oh yeah, okay, here we go. You know, let's you know, four lead, twelve lead, let's see what's going on. His uh his his wife and his mother-in-law leave for the hospital, and my guy leans in. He's like, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. And but, you know, like, I'm just like, oh, well, you know, so far your tests are looking good. Your blood pressure. looks uh, right. And he was just like, no, you don't understand. Uh. So, like, on the way to the hospital, <laughs> he was like, I'm fine. I just couldn't do it anymore. My mother-in-law has been down here for, you know, three days. And uh. when he gets to the hospital. He's like, can I request that no one comes visit me? And we're Like, I mean, yeah, man, you have you have privacy, right? So, like, two hours later, I'm cruising through the ER and I see my guy watching the Lions game. Just like, like, ah, this is the Thanksgiving I wanted. <laughs>
1: That's
2: brilliant. That was worth every bit of that copay that exactly beer, yeah that's- every bit of that $2,000 bill or oh. whatever that you got. It's <laughs> like, no, this is good. I need carbs for energy. We're yeah. gonna be here for a while. <laughs> That will be a story I tell somehow through real things, but I got to figure out how to do it without someone getting mad. So, Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: I I think the one of my favorite things about your content is there's you have an expression that you do very, very well, which is the it's an expression that we're all aware of. Everyone kind of has their own thing. Um, The like the what are we doing here look. Yeah, is it like, and as I said, everyone kind of has their own thing, but it's that like it's that split second where you walk in, you're like, "Hey, EMS," and you see the patient. You're just, what um, what, uh, what what are we doing here? And they're like, "Well, you see, this thing started its day outside of me. Yeah, now it's inside of me. Like, great, now I have more questions and answers, but I'm not going <laughs> to ask any of them to you. Off uh, we go to the hospital.
2: Those in those calls, man, I I'm like, all right. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't want to know any – because nothing you tell me from this point on is, is going to, like, change anything to it's me. It's not going like, to be helpful,
1: that's for sure. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so what happened? You fell, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's, that's great. I'm going <laughs> to put that in
1: my, my Nemesis <laughs> 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 details in my chart. <laughs> uh.
0: So I, I guess the, the the overarching question, and we, we'll wrap it up a little bit after this, is – we're in a position where the industry is, is kind of, uh, you know, not building, uh, as effectively as we all think that it should. So uh, what I want to ask you as, as a seasoned provider, as someone who has business acumen and as someone who has this, you know, th- this glorious crossover audience in, in your mind, in, in Jason Patton's mm-hmm. world, how do we increase recruitment and retention for EMS and I'm not like, again, I, everyone's, everyone's got a problem and not everyone has a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that, that I kind of like to ask people toward the end, because obviously the goal is to, to make the industry better than it presently is. So yeah. in, in Jason Patton's world, how do we increase, you know, recruitment, retention, and make the industry seem like something that is more worth joining than it currently is? Because I think it's easy to joke right now, where it's like, well, why would I want to join an industry where people are going to spit on me? Um you know, so back station
1: that.
2: dogs.
0: Okay, yeah. that's, that's where we We're went wrong. All Dalmatians, all dogs are good. Everyone gets a
2: Dalmatian. <laughs> Everyone gets a dog. Takes <laughs> <one> home, <like. laughs> um, I think that there, it's like multifolded to to answer that. But I think because when I started as an EMT in 2000. Uh, God, when did I actually start? 2006. I Isn't guess. that fun?
0: Isn't that a fun moment where you're like, when did I start? And you're like, oh, it's been so long. Dude.
2: Okay. Uh, I had a guy, a, a student come in and he and he he's doing a ride time. And I was like, how old are you, bro? And he goes, I'm 18. And I was like, Jesus yep, Christ. No, you're not. You get out. You get <laughs> no, out. you're not. Get out right now. Why? <laughs> so, um, I, uh, I, I think, you know, when I started in 2006 or whatever it was, I made $9 an hour as an EMT. And then when I gave, back
1: then, right? okay,
2: yeah. yeah. So no, I live in South Florida. It was still hot. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> bad. Uh, And then I got my my medic, and I went up to it was fourteen dollars an hour. But if I wanted benefits, I got twelve dollars an hour as a paramedic. So, uh, yeah, like hmm. it, it, crazy, right? And then I became a firefighter, and I made thirty thousand, thirty two thousand dollars a year. My paychecks were one thousand dollars every two weeks after after taxes and all the fun stuff. So, um. But I had come on I down had, to EMS, make fat stacks every week, yeah. <laughs> like insane, right? So I, uh, I, what I had though was I had a goal at the end of like I knew that like you said there was going to be promotions and hopefully pay raises and so on and so forth. So I at least had something to look forward to. Um, but I will say this on our side as as fresh eighteen year old firefighters and paramedics or just EMTs or whatever it is have a realistic understanding of like what you can make as a fresh EMT out of school. Like just understand that and know Mm -hmm. you're probably going to work a second job. Do, Do you want to do that? No, I didn't want to do that, but it's kind of a part of what we, what we kind of do as we come in or, Just have an understanding that when you go to EMT school, your only choice is to then go to paramedic school and then figure out another way to make some extra money, that kind of thing. Should that be the way reality is? Absolutely not. It should never be like that. But it kind of is part of the process. When I was a mechanic, I started as a mechanic at at 18 years old. Uh, I made uh, $7.50 an hour is what I made as a mechanic. So. And I had to go to school and it was a big thing. So on our side, realistic expectations coming in that as a fresh young person, you're probably going to have to work a little more than your average person and get a little overtime, but it'll all pay off in the end. As an industry, we need to figure out ways to supplement things a little bit better, whether it is doing the inevitable thing of uh, trying to make fire and EMS come together so we can hit both sides of it. Or figure out a way to either A, get a better capture rate for insurances or – and that comes on us as well. We got to actually get information. I, I hate – I fuck. it. <laughs> What's your address? Yeah, I hate <laughs> that. Everybody was Jane Doe for a day with me. I was like, fuck this place. <laughs> <twice." laughs> uh, so that does come better on our side. But is there a better way? Can we do EMS taxes? Is there a way to actually get into like on a state level, say, hey. Uh we are losing people. And when you call 911, no one's showing up because we can, o- we can only have so many people that want to volunteer. No one right. wants to do this stuff for free on EMS or fireside. So what do we do? Can we tax you know a ten dollar tax a year per resident or or point zero one percent that will at least allow us to pay people appropriately? There there are there's only so many ways you can do it. This is way outside of anything that anyone's th- that I at least have thought of. But like legalizing marijuana will most likely bring in so much tax dollars that it could probably help supplement a lot of this stuff. And if you do that and you say, hey, if we legalize that, then X amount of dollars goes to first responders, fire, EMS, police, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Some people yep. are gonna be like, ah, marijuana. <laughs> <Hey>, what <we're, laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're yeah. yeah. devil's that, so. that was one
0: of their. That was one of yeah. the chief pitches when uh, when legalization debate came up in New Jersey was, you know, we're, we're trying to find ways to increase the tax revenue base. And like, here, here's an entirely untouched market. Um, yeah, and, I get,
2: and I don't know if you have how you guys feel about this, but this is just my personal experience. This is my own personal experience in 17 years. I've never seen someone smoke a joint and beat the shit out of someone. Not once. <laughs> no. Like not one time I've seen. Mean, now that has been laced with something, you know. And obviously if you abuse something you can always go poorly, but Well, and, yeah, you I mean, know, I, it,
0: a lot of that is appeal to anecdote that and I, I don't know if you've ever taken in uh, the 1931 masterpiece Reefer Madness, but I no. cannot No. I, I cannot what? recommend it more. So the, these guys know I I'm a I'm an old film guy. Yes. <laughs> So Reefer Madness was essentially a, a, a propaganda film that was done, I swear to God. It yeah, was done to encourage the you know, illegalization of hemp because the <laughs> cotton industry wanted yeah. wanted him to be illegal so no, there's a like whole you can't, film
1: you can't fuck with the cotton just no, no, no,
0: no. no there's Jess there's a scene in the film where a guy smokes a joint and then jumps out a second-story courthouse window where he was on trial for murder that he committed while also high on weed like
1: we're we sure we aren't talking about another type of nope. no, illicit drug no, 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 it's, <laughs> it's no, the it's movie. very
0: much like if you if you smoke you're gonna lose your mind and that's kind of what that was the impetus for a lot of this stuff was people saw the film are like, oh, my God, marijuana makes you crazy. Um, in, in, in even, the, even the term marijuana is a derivative racist term because we attributed it to Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, like, you hear a lot of advocates talking about cannabis and not not marijuana. Mm-hmm. But, no, I, I highly recommend the film. Welcome to Ed's Movie Corner, where I talk about.
2: <laughs> Ed, let's talk about Birth of a Nation. <laughs> no, I, did- <laughs> I did watch a lady doing, like, something about, like, drug prevention with a bunch of. The, um, uh, mothers and fathers, and it, some of the information was really good. Uh, but she brought up marijuana, man. And I, the whole time I'm watching her, and I'm like flabbergasted. Listen to this lady. She's like, Oh, oh yeah. I saw a kid smoke a joint, a regular joint, and he murdered his whole family.
1: I'm like, What? Yeah. Are it's you like sure? People who that- say, like, Oh, I defibrillated <laughs> Graham Graham and flew across the room. Like, that, that joint yeah. probably kept him from doing it sooner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That joint yeah. was standing between them and the end.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I, I'm 100% data-driven stuff, and that's like if 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 there's data behind marijuana that said that, hey, you're you're you smoke this, you're you're. 100% going to do crack next week, then, you know, I'm against that, obviously. But if if there's no real data behind like, marijuana being bad for people, who, who cares, man? I can tell you right now, I've seen alcohol destroy more people's lives than anything in the world, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And I yeah. like whiskey. I love whiskey and bourbons. But, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm an me. ex-ER nurse, and I think that's, like, yeah. most yeah, of the, uh, the all, sadness all the fun, that comes yeah, through there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well it's, it's the old Homer Simpson thing, right? Alcohol is the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that is true. And that will go right along with that but like you drink too much, you wake up hungover, the only way to fix it is have enough drink. To <laughs> Listen, to your dog, Listen, winners winners never quit and quitters never
0: win. There you go. <laughs>
2: Welcome to the podcast that gets us all fired. All right, <laughs> uh,
0: Jason, thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, I'm going to give you the last word on anything, whatever, whatever you uh, you feel like stating about the the industry or the educational processes that we're going through, and then uh, we'll get out of here.
1: Yeah,
2: no, listen. Find different ways to get educated. Find dis- different ways to educate people, whether it's through comedy or through it's through or just through direct contact with people. Spreading knowledge, I believe, is the greatest thing that anyone can do, and just in, in, in the beginning of the day, set real estate expectations with yourself. Try to wake up content with your life, not happy, because contentment can always go up or down, but the next day you always come back to the same baseline. So find a good content place, and you will most likely be able to live a good, positive life.
0: Awesome. From the Fire Department Chronicles, thank you so much, Jason Patton. And for The Overrun, I'm Ed Bowder.
2: I'm Kevin Massa.
1: I'm Jess Mastercola.
0: We'll talk to you guys next time.
1: Get home safe, everybody.